And now I want to go into my message tonight in regarding peace. How many people weren't here last Wednesday on my first message on peace? Just raise your hand so I know. Okay, a few of you. Um, I want I want to read. Um, I want to read one definition. Well, actually, three definitions kind of put together regarding peace. Peace is an occurrence of harmony characterized by a lack of violence. (laughs) Characterized by a lack of violence, conflict behaviors, and the freedom from fear of violence. Commonly understood as the absence of hostility and retribution, peace also suggests sincere attempts at reconciliation, the existence of healthy or newly healed interpersonal or international relationships, and several other things. But two things I want you to think about in this definition. It's characterized pieces by the lack of violence and by the freedom from the fear of violence. Anytime that we're liberated from the fear of anything, we're in a place of peace. Because peace stirs up torment. It creates the mind to be tormented about things that we think we can't handle when Jesus has already handled it all. He's already paid the price. He's already gone to the depths of your deliverance for you to have the power to make a choice to not be moved by circumstances. And the second thing in regards to peace is it suggests sincere attempts at reconciliation. In other words, the existence of healthy or newly healed interpersonal relationships. So, think about that as we review just a little bit of the things that we talked about last week. And I want to start with uh, John 14. John 14 and verse 25. He said, these things I've spoken to you while being present with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said. Verse 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I just can't. All week long, ever since last Wednesday night, I've been meditating on his peace. He gave you and I his peace. Okay? That passage of scripture right there was prophetic. Because I'm telling you tonight, according to Isaiah 53 and verse 5, Isaiah 53 and 5 says, the chastisement of, he, of, 
of my peace was upon him. So this passage right here on that side of the cross was a prophetic word about what was going to happen for me on this side of the cross. The chastisement of my peace was on him as he on that side of the cross chose to endure the cross for my good so that on this side of the cross his peace that I get now empowers me to be able to do what we just read in 1 Corinthians 10. To face and overcome every obstacle or situation with not just barely getting through, but with empowerment. See, because here's the deal. Every day of your life, in your mind, you suffer some form of persecution or temptation or trial if you define what temptation, trial, or test is. Every single day, everybody in here faces one of those three things. Everybody. Every day, no matter what. Because of the world we live in and because of the devil that we're up against. If that's the case, then every day you have to make a choice. You can cover up your circumstances. You can try to act like they're not there. You can hide behind certain things. You can stay busy doing certain things and act like the issues that you're facing are not there. But I'm telling you, your mind will tell what you're doing with your whole life. What you meditate and what you think on is what will eventually come out of you in in the form of manifestation through your facial expressions, through your mouth, through your attitude, the way you treat other people and everything else. But it all starts with your thoughts. Where the temptations and trials and tests come from, come to is our mind. The Bible says that we're to work out our salvation day to day. And that salvation that we've got to work out is not my spiritual salvation. I have a secure place there. It's that salvation of my soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions. I've got my past that wants to work against me. You have your past that wants to work against you. Your present wants to work against you. And the fear of the future wants to work against you every day. You and I need this peace in interpersonal relationships. We need to be constantly working on reconciliation and dealing with issues so that relationships are right, so that we live in this perfect peace. What did we say last week? What did we talk about peace is defining it as nothing missing and nothing not working. There's nothing missing in your arsenal of being able to overcome every obstacle, temptation, trial, or test that comes to your soul on a day-to-day basis. Nothing is not working in the way that it should work on the inside of you. What you do with it, the choices you make, will determine the outcome whether it works for me or not. Perfect peace is where you and I were created to live and we should tolerate nothing but that every day. Do we? Do we? Do, 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 do we allow nothing else but the perfect peace to rule in our life every day? Do we? Okay. I was waiting for some honest answers. <clears throat> oh, yeah, Pastor, we just do it all. No, 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 no. I'm saying, no, 
Not always, but we have the choice, and we got the backup. We, we got Jesus who is our, the propitiation for our sins and mistakes, so when we don't do it, he's there to strengthen us. And I'm telling you, the moment you decide to do it, even if you screwed up ten minutes earlier, boom, it's done. The moment you choose to walk in perfect peace, everything else is history. His peace he gave you. See, we're not talking about what I'm trying to work up. Hmm? Trying to stir the pot. No. No, it's already set. It's already inside of you. It's already set up. Perfect peace. My peace I gave to you. If he gave me his peace, and his peace has already been tested and tried, then his peace has been tempted and tested at all points, Yet without sin, able to come to my aid when I am tempted, tested, and tried, which I just got through telling you, every one of you in one area or another uh, are affected by that every single day. I don't care who you are. Everybody is affected by it. Perfect peace. I need the perfect peace. Well, I need it, but I'm telling you tonight, I have it. How about you? Just say it. I have it. I'm, I'm I'm just telling you. You don't think you have it, but it's already there. There's not anything that you face on a day-to-day basis that he's not already prepared that you can handle it, no matter what it looks like. And, and, and with what he's prepared, included in the package deal, was the way of escape. Come on, it's a win-win. huh? We're serving a God that is a win-win God. In other words, you can't lose unless you Right? If you just choose, well, you know, that's just crazy stuff. I can't do that. Okay? Go and live in no peace? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. What are the options? There's no other option. We either live in peace or we don't. And we fight for living in peace or we don't. And we will not tolerate anything except perfect peace or we won't. It's a choice. Every day. Amen? Again, the way I see it is, I can rest when I get to heaven. Right? Okay. I didn't say you're not tired and there's not days when you're wore out or there's things and stuff and you got to, you're dealing with all kinds of things. I'm not saying that. But I tell you what, the moment that I become too tired to do the will of God in a, in a given day or situation... I'm too tired. See, because it's a choice to overcome things and stuff that I don't want to do. I can't tell you how many times, how many days in my life, in, in all the years that I've been born again, how many days and times in my life when it seemed like I couldn't put another foot in front of another foot <laughs> and another foot because of situations or stuff... And, and in the moment when I made the choice, boom, I become Superman in the payphone. <laughs> right? Bam! Come out. Superman. Able to defy evil. Huh? Able to leap tall buildings with a single bound. Or whatever. Something like that. Sounds good. But you know, I mean, all of a sudden, from within you, you begin... It begins to rise up. Why? Because he already put it there. 
and it was intended to be put to work and put to use in the moment. Because the more you think about, well, I don't know, I'm, I'm really tired. And the more you think about it, what happens? You talk yourself out. And you settle for the lack of perfect peace. What I love about God and his peace is that in the midst of all hell going on around you, <laughs> you're in perfect peace. And it's like there's no hell. <clears throat> what a God we serve. So look at the, look, just a couple scriptures that I want to I want to enforce what I just got through saying. Romans 8 and verse 6. For to be carnally minded is what? Death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. What's that, what's that really saying? If you really define that, what it's saying right here is this. To be carnally minded is, is a mind that is ruled by your five physical senses. Carnal means the sense room. So to be ruled in your mind by your five physical senses, in other words, if what I see is so, and it's moving me in a negative way, and it's moving me against the will of God, instead of being moved by what I see, I'm moved by what the Spirit says. I'm going to say it again. Let, let me read it again. So to be carnally minded, to be moved by your five physical senses is what? It's death. Not death like ceasing to exist, but it's destruction. Because the more you follow after that, what, what, do you, what, what happens? You begin to lack peace. Okay? But to be spiritually minded, in other words, listening to the voice of the Spirit speaking things to your mind and telling you what you see is not the end. Huh? The end is when I say it's over, is what the, meaning the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God says to us, no, what you see right there, don't be moved by that. But, but instead of you trying to fix it, be at peace. Be at peace. No violence, no torment, and being liberated from the fear of being tormented. Right? Is what our definition of peace was earlier. 14th chapter of Romans and verse 17. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy, where? In the Holy Ghost. See, God's kingdom is not just about eating and drinking and natural things and the sense realm and, and all the things that are going on in the natural. The kingdom of God is about, is about righteousness in the Holy Ghost. In other words, the Holy Spirit revealing things that are right to us. Peace in the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit revealing His peace and His power to overcome in given situations. When we are tempted and tested and tried, we don't have to be moved by that. The power to do that, the power to make the choice in the moment, the power to choose what is right and not be moved by the negative things, that power is already in us. It's inside of us. He put it in us. Amen? He gave it to us. He said, my peace I will leave with you. The peace that has been tested and tried and is true. Amen? 
That's what the kingdom of God is all about. It's not eating and drinking and this and that and all these other things. Kingdom of God is about righteousness, peace, and joy so that when you eat and drink and do all the other things, you're at peace. How many know that God intended for you to enjoy life to the full till it overflows? How many can say, man, like you really mean that tonight? Amen? That's where he tended you to live. That's the kingdom. That's what the kingdom is about. But there's no peace in here. There's none of that other stuff enjoying. Then it becomes like a ball and chain. Just pulling it along. Pulling life along. Because you're moved by everything you see and hear. Everybody is, everybody is given the opportunity, like I said. Like I said, trials, temptations, tests, those kind of things, the pressure of life, it faces everybody every day. Some people will face something in a season that you can see, right? Sometimes you can see people facing something that really looks rough. Other people face things in the same way, but they're internal. Somebody that has been physically or mentally or emotionally abused faces as much or even greater battle than somebody that's been physically hurt or maimed or whatever. I mean, I, I don't know exactly what that's like. I'm just saying People that have been internally hurt, a lot of times nobody knows anything that's going on because they don't talk about it, but those things are going on on the inside. We need peace in both ways. We need, we need tests and trials and temptations that we face that can be seen. We need peace there, but in the things that we face within inside, we need the peace to be able to not just overcome those, but destroy them in our lives and get no place. So we don't live our lives as victims but we live our lives as overcomers the way God created us to. Amen? Righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. I love it. Ephesians 2. I was going to read maybe three more passages just real quickly. just want you to hear these things. Ephesians 2. And uh, what is it? Verse 14. For he himself is our peace. He himself is my peace. (laughs) So it doesn't look like that the peace, if I have peace, it doesn't look like that the peace has a whole lot to do with me. Because he, he, Brian, stand up here. So if this is Jesus, then he is my peace. He's separate, but yet he left me that peace. So I have his peace, but he's my peace. So, okay, I got to receive it. I got to receive the peace i got to receive that he is my peace, okay? And, and there's, there's a process there. But for the most part, the whole peace thing is about him. i just got to believe that he's my peace. Well, Pastor, what's peace again? Nothing missing. Nothing not working. No fear. No, 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 no torment. No... no um, 
living in a, in a world where everything is overcoming you, test trials and temptations are overcoming you, but where test trials and temptations have no power to succeed ever. See, because he's my peace. He already won. He gave me the peace that was tested, tried, and is true, tempted and tested at all points, yet without sin, able to come to my aid when I am, and he is that peace, then how can I lose? It's win-win. Even if I screw up and have a bad day. Hmm? Even if I kick the dog and I shouldn't have. Right? Even if I, you know, said something ugly to somebody because I was, felt like being ugly. And chose to do it anyway. And, and was moved by the natural and moved by this thing or whatever in a day. And you come home and you think, you know, am I even saved? I mean, we, we might as well laugh. You might as well not look at your neighbor because, you know, you know what I'm talking about. And we might as well realize that that's true and that things like that can happen but am I going to give in to that because it could happen? No, I'm not giving in to it. I don't ever have to have a day where I'm not in perfect peace because perfect peace is in me because he's my peace and he's perfect and he gave it to me. Dang, man. Okay, I drove that home. He is our peace. Amen? So last two passages, Galatians 5. And 22. <clears throat> but the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of walking in the Spirit, the fruit of hearing the voice of the Spirit is what? Choosing to do love, choosing to do joy, choosing to do what? Peace. Choosing to embrace it, and live in it, and allow it to flow through your life. Number one, live in your life, but to flow through you to other people so that that peace, other people can partake, and they can, it can be a part of their life. Because what I'm telling you tonight, most people don't know. Most people don't know that he is their peace. Most people don't know that. Most people don't know that he left them his peace. Not the Father's peace. The tested and tried and true peace. His peace. He endured the cross. He despised the shame. Right? Why? Because he saw Dale. He saw Justin. Hmm? He saw all your names. <laughs> he saw you. He saw you, and he said, you know what? It's worth it. And at the end of that, peace, rest. We can rest in heaven. Today's the day to be stretched unto the peace every day I'm going to tell you again heaven is a real place and one day you'll be there 
I got a lot of family members waiting for me, waiting for you, waiting for our face-to-face experiences. We'll live here till we're done. You have the ability to live here till you're done. Amen? Live here till you're done. And then we can rest. But here, it's busy. And don't think you get to a certain age, you're going to retire. Hmm? Just go talk to the Richards. They, they, they know about retiring or the Dunnings over here. They know about retiring. Or back here are different ones that are older in age, back all through the, our place here. I, I like the mixture of our people. Some that are a little older in age, but we're all children of God. See? So it doesn't matter if you're a little older child or whatever. There's no time to quit. Be here. We're here to make a difference. We're here to make a difference with the peace of God and, and just, man, just rest. How many, right now, right now, if you're really honest, you could be stressed out about something right now? Just lift your hand. My hand's up. I mean, I, I, could, I mean, I could choose to be stressed out about something right now. I'm telling you. There's, a, there's a, probably a half a dozen things you could choose to be stressed out about. Why? Why? You know how many times in different ways that Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. I already created tomorrow. And when tomorrow comes, yeah, come on. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Huh? I mean, I mean in, the, in the natural, we're on borrowed time anyway. Right? In the natural realm, I'm saying, we don't even deserve to be here right now. And how in the world did, we, did humanity last all this time? But for the grace of God. And we deserve it because of the blood of Jesus. And the peace of God is mine, and I don't have to give in to anything. I don't have to be upset about anything. Now, do you think, because you decided to show up tonight... That you're going to be challenged when you walk out of here? Maybe even before you get up from your seat. <laughs> huh? You, you know what Paul said? The, the, in, in, in Texas lingo, Paul said this. Come on, devil, fire your best shot. I mean, some people might hear that as being cocky or whatever. What, what, are, you, what are you going to say? Oh, please. Don't make it harder than I can handle. No, he already said nothing's going to come that you can't handle because of what's inside of you. Done. So, it's, okay, whatever. I mean, whatever. Perfect peace. Perfect peace. Amen? James 3, and I'll end with this. Now watch this. I'm just going gonna, gonna to leave this with you. 
Verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? It's a question. Okay, we'll leave that question. Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your heart, watch this, if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth, for this wisdom, this bitter envy and self-seeking stuff, is wisdom that... This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, watch what it says, confusion and every evil thing are there. Boom, they're present. I, I, I can testify hundreds of times over in 37 years of salvation, that every time I'm about myself, it's there. <laughs> but watch what's there in a manifested way when that's not there. Watch. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure and peaceable and gentle, and willing to yield, in other words, not about yourself, full of mercies and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now, verse 18, can you give me that in the Amplified, and we'll end with this verse. Uh, 18, Amplified. Okay, so think about this as we finish this. So, it's another book, uh, but I'll, I'm going to get to my point. Okay, <clears throat> okay. So, so there's the wisdom from the world that when it's about you, that wisdom is selfish, and so what's present is every evil work of the enemy. Okay, so here tells us. What's present when I get out of the way and his wisdom and understanding is what flows in in and through me. And the harvest of righteousness, of conformity to God's will in thought and deed. See, See how righteousness has to do with what you think? Is the fruit of the seed. The harvest of righteousness, of conformity to God's will in thought and deed, is the fruit of the seed sown in peace by those who work for and make peace in themselves and in others. What does that sound like? That means that you're practicing it. So, Where I've been self-seeking, I'm learning to become unselfish and not be about myself. And so, what's that defined as in what we've been talking about tonight? Stretch. All of a sudden, it becomes this huge stretch to not be about you, but to be about other people. 
and, and especially other people in situations where you, you tend to lean towards self-seeking when you're trying to get your point over. Not just try, oh, you know, you know I, I, Pastor, I loved all these people today. I don't know who they are, but I loved them all. No, no, no. I'm talking about the people closest to you. The people where you're challenged to want to hold on and want to be selfish and want to, you know, walk in pride and want to walk in competitiveness and jealousy and those kind of things. No, what I'm going to do is I'm going to begin to practice sowing seed in themselves and others that peace which means concord agreement and harmony between individuals with undisturbedness and the amplified's got some amazing words in a peaceful mind free from fears and agitating passions and moral conflicts i mean there's a lot said like i said that's kind of a book but if you break that down i'll just say this in in closing if you break that down, what it's saying is, and, and, and this hit me so strong, I have been in so many situations in life when there was conflict, and there was, what, 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 you know, where there's envying and strife or self-seeking, there's confusion in every evil work of the enemy that is present. Okay? So, when you make the choice to think about yourself, it's present. It's already there. It's already set up that way. But when you choose to be stretched in a moment, in something that you may not even want to be stretched in, you may not want to change your attitude about something or somebody, but the moment that you do that, that action becomes a seed that you are sowing, and what's happening is you're going to reap the fruit of that seed you sow in the moment in peace, for peace, because of what you're working on and what's being developed in you. And, and that's not going to be developed when you try that one time and then you are about yourself 15 other times. Well, I tried it but it just quite didn't work. No, because you have to sow, and then sow, and then cultivate, and then sow, and be stretched. Yeah, but pastor, yeah, you're going to rest when you get to heaven. You're going to rest in heaven. Not here. No rest. There's no rest time here. we got to stay with this thing because we got to get this thing because we got to live in this place of being on top and not underneath the circumstances and the situations that just want to pound you into the ground. And tonight I'm just here to tell you that what is present inside of you is more than enough to handle anything that you will ever face from here on out. And it's just a choice. Amen.